what's up everybody this is vince from metal sucks where i am on quarantine where you are on quarantine everybody is on quarantine including all of our favorite musicians so we figured we'd catch up with some of those see how they're doing see how they're holding up and with that we have ethan harrison from great american ghost um ethan what are you doing to keep busy um other than following the trapped singers meltdown obviously (laughs) you know honestly i uh I have done my best to uh, not follow the trap singers meltdown. I feel like that's better for my mental health being stuck inside of a room alone. I just don't think that the guy from trapped is welcome in this space. This is a, a trapped free space right now. Um, but truthfully, um, I'm not, I'm not on quarantine. I'm still working, which is not for me to be, you know, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but apparently I've been deemed, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to gloat. But I've been deemed extremely important people by extremely important people. So I have to work, uh, which sucks. But actually, truthfully, uh, when I'm home and not touring, uh, I'm a plumber. So uh, right now, I don't know if anybody knows, but the uh, shelter-in-place orders don't apply to construction workers, uh, which is total and complete horseshit. So instead, I am um, working every day and – not social distancing at all. So what, what's what state are you in? I'm in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, and so the um, the like at least uh, down in New York where I am, the the construction edict has been extended uh, only to essential construction projects. You know, like healthcare facilities. I guess probably like schools, things of that nature. Um, you know, as opposed to just like luxury condominiums. Um, right. Is, is that that's not the case there. And like, it sounds like you work in commercial plumbing and, and new constructions as opposed to like, Hey, my toilet's clogged. Come and fix it. <laughs> yeah. I don't touch other people's shit. I touch uh, toilets before people shit in them. I didn't ask you if I could swear on this, but I figured that, no, that's all good. you know, the internet is a free, free uh, exchange of information. Um, yeah, so I work in commercial plumbing. Um, what's funny is that New Hampshire has deemed essential personnel, which apparently is what I am, as being any construction at all. So as of right now, I am essential personnel, which means that I have to go to work um, every single day and keep doing what I do, which I'm very thankful that I'm still getting paid for. But to be truthful, um, right now I'm doing the plumbing on a shooting range. So like not that's not essential at all. Like no one fucking needs that. And, uh, you know, I could argue that it's completely ridiculous that we're building it at all. But I don't know how deep we want to get into those politics. But it's like New Hampshire has an extremely wide berth on what they're deeming essential construction right now. So all the construction in the in the state is just happening as if nothing is happening. So I've been going to work every day, to be honest with you. Do, do you see that changing as the, as things progress? Like, it seems like everyone, like I just saw today that, um, you know, Florida is finally going to order some kind of like, you know, use the word lockdown Dude. or like whatever, yeah. you know, and they're like two or three weeks behind. And like, you know, watching this starting months ago when it was in China, it's like people need to see it to believe it. And this is something I've been talking about with with friends and so on and so forth. And it's like people just can't learn from the lessons of either uh, even other states here here in America. So, like, do you see things progressing there in New Hampshire or you think this is just how it's going to be for the next however long? Well, on uh, a couple of those points that you just made, 
I think that um, typically New Hampshire follows the lead of Massachusetts. And uh, luckily, Massachusetts is like a a wildly liberal state, typically. Um, I did just hear today that the construction workers in Massachusetts have uh, written the governor and told him that they don't want to work anymore and that they don't feel safe. So it's realistic that uh, construction is going to be shut down in Massachusetts pretty soon, which would mean that I would expect New Hampshire to follow that lead about three to four weeks later, which um, I don't know if that's going to help or hurt with the curve. I'm not really too sure about what the peak I think that the peak that they're looking at for New Hampshire is three or four weeks from right now. So it might be too little too late. I think that truthfully what this speaks to is a larger issue, which is that the United States has this false narrative where states rights is still a thing. And I I just don't believe that. And like, it's only a thing when it's benefiting people who make a lot of money. So basically like the capitalistic system that we live in, doesn't want states to shut down. They don't want people to stop working, which I can appreciate as far as needing to pay rent. But realistically, like this country just needs to come to terms with the fact that we are now the epicenter of this pandemic and we need to shut everything down for at least 30 weeks. And that means, I mean, 30 days. And that means literally everything. And to act like Florida should be making their own decisions on when they close South Beach is just complete horseshit. And Louisiana had an outbreak, you know, a couple of days ago. And they're like, oh, I don't know why this happened. Maybe because you didn't cancel Mardi Gras, like you fucking ass. You know, it's like all of these people are being allowed to do the greediest thing that they can do. And typically people who have a lot of money do the greediest thing every single time. And it's it's American exceptionalism, right? It's, uh, you know, this can't happen. America is the greatest nation in the world. It can't yeah, happen here. Right. It can't happen to me. I'm special. Uh, you know, it's this idea that somehow American people are better than everybody else, you know, even though we all come from the same sperm and eggs or, or you know, whatever. And we're a nation of immigrants, let's face it. But, uh, you know, it's this <laughs> okay. idea that it just can't happen here that is just blindsiding people. Yeah. I mean, it's that, uh, like you said, it's that American exceptionalism, which is funny because most of the people that have that American exceptionalism have never left this, this country. So they don't really know. And like for people who have, you know, I'm not sure if you have or not, but I have, and I, you know, I, I know for a fact that America doesn't do everything right because I've seen it. So it's like the American exceptionalism lie is just that it's a lie. And we can't believe that this thing is going to affect us. And then now it's turning into this like microcosmic snowball effect where the exceptionalism is getting smaller and smaller, right? Like even today, a guy told told me, he's like, well, you know, it's only going to affect uh, people with pre-existing conditions or, or respiratory issues. And I'm like, I have a respiratory issue. Like yeah. I do. And, and also like, that's just not even true. Yeah, it's just not even yeah. true at all. And it's like... Now he's like, you know, another guy said to me today and, you know, job sites are the, uh, you know, they're just the prime spot mm-hmm. for any uh, anybody who wants to argue with you about this being a hoax or something. And it's like he was saying the guy was like, well, you know, he's still banging on the flu thing. It's like, well, the flu kills 25,000 people a year. It's like, yeah, man, worldwide. And this is being we're being told that 200,000 is a realistic number for the USA. That is completely unacceptable. And it's like we're not doing the things that we need to be doing 
to even try and stop it. And and truthfully, the thing that I see at the base of all of it is greed. It's just all greed based. It's, you know, this capitalistic system is not built to favor humankind. It's built to favor making money. And that's where we're at. Yeah. And it certainly doesn't help that our administration is all about that. Um, but, um, how yeah. are you, are you keeping safe on the job? Are you wearing protective equipment? Are your coworkers like, what, what does, what does that look like? Well, uh, no, <laughs> no, short answer. No. Um, we have a, uh, we have a hot, we have like a, a water, um, you know, like bucket or fountain or whatever you want to call it, you know, like a, what you dump on someone after you win like a sporting event, you know, like a water cooler. Yeah. Fill hot hot water and there's soap next to it. So that's it. Hmm. No, like but are people the- even using that frequently? Not really. I mean, realistically, even if we were to be expected to gather this is all getting into the, you know, the minutiae details of like the system that we're existing in right now. Um the companies that are running the job sites are telling the companies that like I would work for or that someone else would work for that they're responsible for that type of per- protective equipment. Right. But how are we meant to buy protective equipment when there isn't even enough protective equipment for the healthcare workers that actually need it? Right. So it's like everyone's just passing the buck down the line and eventually it's going to end up landing on poor people, which is what we all yep. are. You know, like the illusion that the middle class exists is a complete illusion. Like it's, it's not real. You and I are poor. If we are not making millions of dollars a year, we are poor people. And this is going to fall on us. Notice that every rich person who has, you know, COVID-19, I don't know why I put that in parentheses. It's not a parentheses type situation. It is COVID-19. Every rich person who has COVID-19 knows with a snap, right? They know they get a test, et cetera. Yes. We can't get tests. Yeah, like only if we're dying and already it's too late to, you know, to do like it's already the damage has been done by then. Yeah. And it's it's completely ridiculous. It's like, you know, the it's falling on us. It's falling on us. And it's not about whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or a liberal or a conservative. It's about the fact that you have been taught your entire life to hate other poor people. And now your hatred for other poor people is literally going to kill you. Yeah. Um, well, at least band wise, uh, it seems like you, you dodged a bullet here to, to, a solid uh, segue. to, to shift gears. Um, <laughs> you know, like you released an album in February, uh, you finished a tour in February. Uh, did. you're certainly in a much better situation than, you know, I don't know what you guys had planned, but then like a lot of bands who had entire ba- uh, tours canceled, obviously tons of money invested in those things and merch bands flying from overseas and crew and, you know, everybody yeah. losing their jobs, uh, like seems like great American ghost really dodged a bullet in that way. We truly, we truly did. I mean, um, we had a tour in the summer that did get canceled, but it wasn't announced. So, uh, you know, there was no really, no was harm, it, no was foul. Was it a cool so, one? Was it like, you know, opening for like Gojira like, or something big? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, opening for Gojira is the goal. Um, but no, it was, it was something, it was something cool that we would have been happy to do. And, and it would have been, you know, a good amount of people there every night, but, yeah. um, it well, got that canceled. Sucks. I'm sorry. That's okay. Hey man, everybody's dealing with it. 
their own way. You know, it's uh, everybody has to deal with this. But uh, we had a couple shows that we were excited to play that already got canceled. There's a show uh, that we have in the middle of summer that's still like kind of up in the air, but it's looking more and more every day like it's not going to happen. Probably the biggest show that we were ever going to that we've ever played. Which, by which far. show is that? I cannot tell you. Oh, well, excuse me. I, <laughs> I wish I could, but I cannot. Um, I will tell you that it was uh, it was a good one, but I don't know if it's going to happen. They're still waiting right now. So um, if it gets announced, you'll know. But yeah. uh, well, I got to be honest with you. I don't see it happening. <laughs> no, yeah, I got to be real with you. I don't think it's going to happen either. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I yeah, think that's, so... that's a reality that a lot of bands and you know, their managers and, and labels and agents haven't accepted is that, in my opinion, anyway, this is going to go on for a while. And we're probably looking at at least the entire summer's worth of touring being canceled. There will be no tours. Fact. There will be no tours uh, until September. And we have a tour booked in September and in October. And I'm looking at it like, shit, like, is this even going to happen? You know, like, I'm yeah. very worried. About if this is even going to occur now and uh but that you know in the grand scheme like you said we really did dodge a bullet i mean like um our friends in alpha wolf they flew here from australia were here for four days and had their tour canceled mm. you know like the guys in dealer those guys are from australia the rest of their tour canceled they just had to sit in america and wait for their flight because they can't change the flight um we were looking at booking some shows in the fall for Europe. And if we had gotten what we were looking at, we would have booked flights. And I know a lot of bands already have. I mean, Fit for an Autopsy, for example, who we're really close with, they have a bunch of festivals in the, in Europe in the summer. And if those get rescheduled, those flights aren't refundable. You know, like you, you're, you're taking a bath on thousands of dollars. Yeah. Well, there might be, some, you know, I feel like with flights specifically that are booked in, in advance, there might be some forgiveness. You know, I feel like there's going to have to be. Um, but, so. uh, you know, or else the rich people would complain, right? Like tying into, right. yes. you know, what we're saying. Um, Precisely. uh, but, um, yeah, it's tough. You know, I, I've seen some instances of tours or festivals being rescheduled wholesale for next year. Um, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm trying to think, like I know devastation on the nation, the brutal death metal tour did that. They're yeah. just like, you know, they're like, forget September, October, like all the other, tours are doing like let's just go like a year from now um you know I mean, and frankly he like he rebooked that in like two days too which was crazy yeah he, yeah he rebooked that whole thing in two days i mean good for good for defense yeah yeah he did a great job with that um and you know but you know frankly like even that might not happen you know it's crazy to say um, that's the scariest part about this is that yeah. like the positive side of me is saying our thing in september is going to be fine our thing in october is going to be fine and our European plans are going to be okay. But all of that, if this goes bad, will not be fine. It just won't be. And like everyone is feeling that right now. You know, everyone is feeling that fear. And like you said, I mean, there's merch. I mean, I work for a merch company. I work for a company called Downright Merch. And I mean, we had 12 orders out on the day that everyone canceled that, you know, that week where everyone canceled and those bands are like, Hey man, I can't pay you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't know how you would pay me. There's no shows. And then it's like, you know, we had a bunch of orders that were supposed to be coming up. Those all got canceled. So 
small businesses are all getting damaged and your the bands that people really love those are small businesses if you think about them practically like you know we are an llc great american ghost is an llc and all these bands are llc and all these bands are corporations or they're or they're you know small businesses and my thought right now and the thing i keep thinking because i'm ridiculous and i can't stop thinking about business hmm. at any given moment but it's like every time i'm thinking about great american ghost stuff i'm like okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. We need to make money to do these things. And then I'm like, the way we make money is tour. There's no, there way. is no money. Yeah. There's uh, just no money. It's crazy, you know, to look at, I mean, it really affects every part of the industry, you know, and, um, I certainly don't mind talking about how it affects me. Uh, you know, like people don't really, I mean, I think most people know that websites for the most part make their money on advertising. Um, but you know, for us in recent years, that has uh, shifted to being a majority from live concert promoters. Um, yeah, I've actually know. noticed that. So, you know, yeah, I'm sure you see, you know, the geo-targeted ad for like um, probably the Palladium uh, or like yeah, Gallery. Yes. You know, like we got all the, you know, all the venues everywhere and some are small, some are big. And, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks here. Sometimes like the, you know, the Slayer tour last year was good for us because that's a bigger one that, you know, sometimes like 500 to to $1,000 budgets, you know, those add up. Um, we're certainly not getting every date of, of any tour, but you know, the ones that do, and you know, it adds up and here we are, it's just eviscerated. There's nothing, yeah. you know, and like, you can look like I posted on Twitter the other day, a screenshot of our, um, our CPM, which is a, a measure of, um, how much an ad costs over the days, just one after the other. And you can see, I think it was like March 14th. It just nosedived because all that stuff disappeared all the promoters canceled their their orders that were for upcoming shows and there's not going to be any for a while you know and like we're fortunately we're fairly conservative when it comes to cash management uh you know so we will be okay for now um but a couple months from now six months from now it starts to get really really scary uh you know and we're just one corner of the industry there's uh, obviously of course those of you in bands who are, you know, not able to tour, not able to do anything, the merchandisers, the crew, sound, lighting, you know, just like everything. Just Labels. Completely. I mean, labels. I know that people think that labels are the, the big evil, but right now they're not because the music industry is – music industry before all this happened was set up for streaming, right? So labels aren't making a ton of money. You know, they're just – they're making enough money – to fund the bands that they believe in, et cetera. It is very much come back to this like grassroots situation, like labels like Piranoids or labels like, you know, our, our label E1 is like, you know, the heavy side of E1 is its own entity. They have a large corporation over the top of them, but like they are, they make money from what we do. So it's like, you know, I spoke to our label, you know, our label rep, which is Carl, who uh, owns Good Fight Records and used yep. to run Ferret. Um, and he told me straight up that day, he was like, dude, I, I've, I've lost just from all the things that he has his hands in and how he makes his living. He's like, I've lost, I can't even amount, I can't count how much money I've lost today. And that's, that's the living that we're all looking at. And I really think that like, if I could take one positive from all of this and it's tough, trust me, but I really hope that things like what you do. And this exact forum that we're on right now, the thing that I would hope is that um, it would bring our community closer together 
as far as the understanding of how it functions. Because I do think that there's a big gap between how people who consume music view the people who create music. Yes, you know, there's absolutely. a lot of disharmony in that because, you know, I've had questions and, and a lot of us get these questions and it's like, you know, how, how much money do you make on the road? Or like, how many do you guys like pay your rent with this? Or do you guys get hotels every night? And, you know, as you get bigger, those questions get probably more ridiculous to be fair. And I think that now kids, I use the word kids, obviously, you know, from 18 to 35 year old people. Fans. How about fans? Fans. I hope they now have a better understanding of the fact that like we are tight walking on a thread at almost all times. You know, it's like the bands that you love aren't making a lot of money doing this. Yeah. And like if one, you know, one thing happens, it was like, you know, when we were all posting and, and obviously we got drowned out by each other, but when we were all posting like, Hey, we have merch bills. We need to pay these merch bills. Like, please buy our merch. Everyone did that, you know, that thing where everyone's like, you need to buy our merch, go buy our merch, go buy our merch. I saw fans responding and reacting and being like, I don't understand why you guys are in like hot water right now. I don't understand. And there's this like good um, dialogue right now where bands are being like, well, this is how this works. You know, we get fronted tens of thousands of dollars worth of merch and then we pay it at the end. We take loans out to do tours. That's that's how yeah. this works. Now fans are like, holy shit. Like, I didn't realize that you guys and and we put shit on the line to go do what we love. And that's fine. And like I said, we're a small business. I'll take a small business loan out as far as like, you know, getting merch or, you know, renting a, a trailer, which is what we do. You know, all that stuff costs money on the upfront and then we make the money on the back end. That's totally fine. And fans have their own situations where they have to deal with it. You know, they have to giving us their hard earned money is like something that I cannot put into words how much that means to me and all of us. And I think now that our community is getting a little closer bound by the fact that now we understand that we rely on each other a lot more than anyone realized before the situation started. You know, it's like if it weren't for the people who bought our merch when this all happened, I'd have a $10,000 merch bill sitting over my head. That's Great American Ghost, who didn't get, like you said, who dodged a bullet. There are bands that are in way worse situations than us. Absolutely, and there's no no end in sight, really. Like, there's at least no no way out. Uh, one thing you might want to look into is um, part of the, the stimulus package that was passed. You can apply for a, it's you apply for a loan, you know, since you're an LLC, you can do it. You can apply for a loan, and there's a $10,000 grant that is uh, you don't have to pay back. Like basically they refer you to a banker who tries to sell you on a loan, but you know, you're under no obligation to do that. You don't have to pay back. So I'll drop you the link after the chat here. You should check it out. It, I appreciate that. It took me like 10 minutes to do it, you know, and um, I haven't That's heard sick. back yet. Supposedly they wire the money into the, your account, you know, like they're, you're, you're like, fill in your account number, fill in your routing number. So I'll, I'll okay. let you know on Friday if, if that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, in, in the meantime, are, um, are all your band members and all your family doing okay? Is anyone sick? No, very luckily, no. Um, my family members are either retired or um, are working from home. 
Um, I know that my band members are essentially closed down right now. Um, unfortunately, our drummer is a session drummer and he's a touring musician. Uh, when he's not with us, he like does touring paid gigs. So he's got no income right now, unfortunately, but he is healthy. And as far as I know, everybody's healthy. So I'm very lucky. We're all very lucky. And, you know, I, I just want to say that like, this is, um, this isn't meant to be like a woe is me thing. You know, it's like, there are issues that, you know, you and I are discussing, but I, you know, I know that you probably feel this way as well. I can't really speak for you, but I have the best job in the world. You know, like I do what I love on a regular basis for Absolutely. long stretches of time. At a, and I consider myself extremely lucky. And in the long run, you know, we're all in this weird precarious situation where who knows what's going to happen. And we're all very scared by it. But um, I consider us all very lucky that we're in this position at all, you know, to be making music and art and being at any way, in any way being financially, you know, helped by it is is a really big thing so um i consider us very very lucky for being in that position it is it is a tough time right now but um oh man i just wish that uh, all i feel all day every day is that i just want this to be handled right so that we can all go back to normal yeah good luck with that buddy <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like, and it's so fucking irritating it's, it's, it's like yeah it's infuriating you know, like when you've got the governor of New York who, you know, on any other day is the biggest shitbag on the planet. When, like, yeah, he's Cuomo the voice of reason, like, we're in real trouble. You know, it's just bad. And and from the last, last I checked, I mean, this might be different now, but uh, Missouri had done almost nothing. Had changed almost nothing. They hadn't closed bars. They hadn't closed restaurants. And it's like, it's like, dude, you know, I just wish that some people would have some foresight here to just bite the bullet and close this thing down and just give us 30 days to restructure this whole thing. And, uh, you know, as I don't know how deep you want to get into the conspiracy theory here on this afternoon chat, but I mean, you know, the fact that we can't get tests, if you, if people don't think that that's a misinformation and disinformation campaign, you're fucking lying to yourself. They aren't giving us tests because they don't want to give us tests. They're not putting their money into testing because they don't want the numbers to go up. And that's this administration sure. pushing disinformation on a constant basis. Sure. You, if you, everyone got tested, the numbers would go way up. For sure. You know, and you've got even, you know, this was a while ago already. He's changed his tone a little bit, at least since then. But, you know, when there was the cruise ship on the West Coast and he actually said, yeah. you know, I don't want those people to disembark because then our numbers will go up. Like, you're, you're just like, this is like, this is reality. Like, where, like what? How is this possible? You know, and I mean, for me, because it kind of tied it all together, it's like really brought home this idea of American exceptionalism for me, of, you know, how real it is. Like, people just cannot accept that it's happening here and that it can happen here and that a place like China with an authoritarian government, uh, you know, for certain things, it actually works pretty well. And this is one of them. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, South Korea is, is a democracy. Um, yes. a democracy that should be modeled, that is modeled after our own, right? Um, they found out that they had the first case the same day that we found out that we had the first case. They have no new cases. Right. Fact. We are dealing with this entire shit show. And to me, 
the wealthiest country in the history of the planet not handling this situation in the obvious right way is clearly a manipulation of the situation to benefit those that it would benefit most. And to listen to that man talk, and I, I won't even give him the fucking courtesy of saying his name, but to listen to that man talk is you're doing a disservice to your own intelligence, truthfully, because he's just lying to your face. Yeah. And or at least apathy, who, right? Like, you know, it's not yeah. that he, you know, well, it probably is that he wishes malice upon poor people, but it, but at best it's that he doesn't care. Yeah, and calling calling the virus what he was calling it, which I won't repeat because it's disgustingly yes. racist. And, you know, doing the things that he was doing are so obviously a bid to make himself look good. And his his entire, you know, the whole party, the whole the whole fucking party, the whole group of them. I just I have nothing but malice towards them. And I'm not saying that, you know, the Democratic Party is the way to be. And I, I truthfully believe that a lot of government is, you know, out to screw us. But, you know, they on that side of the situation have done nothing but shown me that human beings are not human beings they are numbers and i just i categorically disagree with that and maybe that's a new thing for me because when i was 21 i couldn't have given a shit about anyone but myself which i guess is probably how most 21 year olds are but truthfully i had no apathy at all or empathy excuse me i was filled with apathy <laughs> um i had no empathy whatsoever but now you know i just want people that I view as being oppressed to be treated like human fucking beings. I, I don't think that that's so much to ask. Yeah. I, and I, I, agree. I don't know how, I don't know how angry these interviews have gotten, but <laughs> here we are. Like I'm, I'm honestly, I'm incensed. Like I'm, I'm enraged by this situation. I think that it's disgusting. I think that people in charge should be disgusted with themselves. And when you're looking at DeWine, who is the, the governor of Ohio, as like you said, Cuomo, DeWine, these people who are normally total nightmares, are the the you know the the voice of reason it's like we are in a lot of trouble here yeah yeah well get ready for four more years buddy it's it's happening so sorry, <laughs> sorry to break it to you um great well with, with great. that um ethan thank you so much for joining us uh it's been good chatting with you uh certainly wish you all the best i hope uh, the the um municipalities you work in come to their senses and tell you to not come to work because that's absurd um, and your bandmates too, your family, everyone, please stay safe.